Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of Chat A Station. And today is the very first day of this new podcast. So you'll be with me and I'm your host, um, Eddie. So since this is the first episode, I'd like to give a little background as to what this podcast may be in the future. So, uh, and before I talk about that, I would like to first introduce myself. Um, I will go by the Elias of Eddie, and I am currently a high school student living in Indonesia, and I do these kind of podcasts just as a hobby and something that I can express myself with. So, with that out of the way, this podcast that I made, like I said before, it was it is just a hobby, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about uh, a few things that I do have in mind and what I think would be an interesting topic to actually talk about, and that's uh, the sole reason as to how this podcast was made. And f- as for today, I currently do have a topic to talk about for the first episode. And this first episode will be covering about the the education curriculums that are currently in Indonesia since I am still an, a high school student living in Indonesia. So as of right now, I'm still in junior high school, but I have experienced both uh, IB curriculum, that's for international schools, and the national curriculum for Indonesia currently. So what I want to talk about uh, about these two curriculums is basically to compare them and I would want to give my first impression of these curriculums that are uh, in Indonesia and those two that I have experienced. So first off, uh, since I was a child, I was in an international school. school. Um, the international school, of course, was guided with the IB curriculum that went along with it and I've been in that school until the end of my middle school years and now I have moved to uh, another private school in Indonesia that uh, goes with the national curriculum so as for my uh, my IB curriculum experience the, the IB curriculum is actually more to practical uh, practical activities so whereas the the national curriculum requires you to remember a lot of theories uh so basically in IB you go through your uh your PYP your PYP years your primary years program and basically it's from as you know uh from first grade to sixth grade everyone goes through that if they are in an IB an international school or an IB school just an IB school in general since there is Cambridge so the one I'm going to is an IB school. So basically what I went through in those PYP years was uh, there was a lot of group projects. There was it was more to practical learning and practical exams instead. Um and those years were actually very it was really uh, I had a lot of fun in my PYP years. It was really interesting and how the study actually uh, circles around having to go outside the classroom and do things by ourselves um, and that is actually a really good way I think for at least the younger generation so that they can explore um, the world around 
our environment and you know not always having to learn about theories and not knowing how to apply these uh, these theories to the surroundings that's uh, that's for PYP and basically it, at the end of your PYP, PYP years uh, specifically on sixth grade you will do uh, a, another uh, like a last group project and um, I forgot what it was called it was like uh, a PYP project is yes, your PYP project and basically in that PYP project you create one last project and uh, you're grouped randomly with three other people if I'm not mistaken I don't know if that applies to other students but from my experience I I had four people in my team including me myself and what you had to do or what I had to do was that I had to pick a topic that was chosen by the teachers so I had to uh, I had to pick a topic and whoever chose that topic as well uh, is, um, is categorized in one group with me so then I would then become teammates with these uh, other three people and for me at that time I, I chose environmental protection because I didn't know what else was interesting for me I was still uh, a very naive kid, kid and I didn't know that much so I chose environmental protection because that seemed uh, quite easy and then I was grouped with these other three people and basically what we had to do was like uh, plan out uh, service actions that would then bring contribution to the community and surrounding the topic of environmental protection. So that was basically what we had to do. And then we planned things out. Uh, we went to uh, a nonprofit organization to basically contribute to the community. Uh, and that nonprofit organization was selling uh, merchandises and the money from that merchandise uh, from those mis merchandise um, actually went to donating to other organizations that uh, protect the our, our environment basically in Indonesia and the non profit uh, profit organization we went to was actually called oh, Walhi W-A-L-H-I uh, and it had a panda symbol of sort of sort of and they have their own environment uh they have their own kind of like place where uh they protect certain animals and i'm pretty sure it was a panda as well and that panda was actually their symbol because it, it was symbolic to them as uh, so it's their the panda they're, they're they're protecting right now it's still there and they're taking good care of those pandas um so yeah, that's about uh, PYP, and after you go through PYP, you'll go through MYP, your middle years program. And in those years, you transition a lot from PYP, because there is a lot of new things that you had to do. Now, um, in my MYP years, it was actually harder for me to uh, kind of um, fit in. Because then you would get a lot of tasks. Your workload is like massive. I'm not even kidding. There's a whole lot of tasks. And it was quite hard for me to catch up as I was a kid who who likes to spend his free time just, you know, your typical kid things. Watching YouTube, play video games. Now, video games is a topic for another episode, but we'll talk about that later. 
And yeah, so basically, as a kid who really likes to do his thing, uh, doing homeworks is not really my th- it was not in my favor. I didn't really like to do homeworks, and uh, in my MYP years, I actually took um, I actually took an ECA extracurricular activities, and I was quite busy. I was very busy, and I had so little free time that I I just didn't know what to do. I went crazy. So, basically, um, in my MYP years, uh, I was introduced to a new program, and that program was um, was called ManageBack. And basically, what you do with this ManageBack uh, website, well, a lot of uh, schools use the, the, these kind of um, uh, organizing websites, and basically, it's like a, an, a, a platform where. Uh, Students and teachers can interact, and when they want, to, when the teachers want to give out homeworks, or they want to remind you of a ta- of a task, or they want to give you uh, an upcoming test next week, you can know that by opening the ManageBack uh, platform, the ManageBack uh, website, and that was basically what was pressuring me a lot because when you get so many tasks, they kind of pile up your calendar so like in one day you can have like three tasks and the other another three tasks and another there's like an exam or anything like that it just kind of pressures you a lot and that's why i say myp years are hard to transition transition to because then the workload would like really spike up and that was what what was really hard for me and probably a lot of students and a lot of my friends as well so myp years was very different and there was a new thing now. We have something called uh, a summative assessment and a formative assessment. I didn't know that form- summatives and formatives were uh, actually existed in FYP. Maybe it, it was just me who didn't notice it, but to me it was new. So yeah, we're going to talk about that anyway. So basically, um, the uh, first thing first, uh, a formative assessment is kind of like a quiz, like a like a daily kind of quiz or a weekly kind of quiz depends on your teachers um and basically these uh these formative assessments you do them and there's a couple of them so like uh the teachers will then uh, average uh the total of these uh formative scores and then uh it would be piled up into your report card and these were these weren't the problem these formatives you just got to just got to learn a few things because it's just a few subtopics to learn about and you do them in school and that's done that that's about it for formative but for summative that's that's where the problem comes in so f- summatives are actually well your exams for a certain topic so when you're done with a certain topic you get these summatives and sometimes like i said before this ib curriculum focuses more on practical uh, exams so like um for example if you're learning science then you will have more of an, a science experiment as your summative or your exam rather than a written test. And I, I rarely get written tests from, from my science class. It was mostly just group projects or uh, a bunch of science experiments that I have to do. But of course, there are written tests. It's just more to practical exams. That's what makes uh, this IB thing special. Um, other than that, in MYP, um, it was just 
a whole new experience. And another thing that was new for me, the, when I was in eighth grade, year after I entered um, my MYP years, uh, there was a new system called moving classes. And I was actually, it was actually a shock to me because maybe other students uh, in other countries may have this kind of system where you go to other classes for different lessons. But I, it was new for us, uh, for us Indonesian students to have to move classes. It was somehow better than just staying in one class, not moving a lot. So that, that was one additional thing that it was uh, it was okay. It made uh, it made school not so boring, because <laughs> then you can uh, talk with your friends while you go to class, and that's what you rarely get when studying. So that's pretty much it for IBA, and um, uh, I will move on to the national curriculum, which I have not experienced much like I have experienced IB since I have experienced IB for about for most parts of my life basically 14 years 14 years yeah um I don't have much experience in national curriculum but I would like to give my first impression so for the Indonesian's national curriculum uh it's like the opposite of IB kind of because it's more to theory and um kind of like uh paper tests and you got a lot of quizzes every day not every day but weekly you get quizzes weekly and you also get um uh, weekly exams as no, no, no I'm sorry uh, daily exams as well so what the difference between a quiz and an exam is that basically a quiz a quiz uh, is not quite important it only takes up like a tiny percent of your report card but it still does take uh, it still does take up an amount for your report card so I also need to be aware of that so yeah it's not as um, as easy as as a formative I would say formatives are um, not as hard as a quiz because a quiz actually seems like an exam for me so yeah th that was the hard thing for me uh, and as for exams it's actually well an exam but for a topic it's basically the summative uh, for the national curriculum and that's what actually makes it hard for me because basically in my school you have two teachers for each subject uh, so you kind of get more um, exams, you kind of get more uh, homeworks and more quizzes, and it just kind of doubles from what you have, uh, from, what, from what I have in IB. So it's like double the workload. Even though people right now, I mean students right now in IB who are, um, my friends are now um, experiencing the, the high school years, of IB so basically they're gonna go for um, personal projects and they're gonna have an upcoming DP program in grade and uh, 11th grade um, I'm, it's I'm pretty sure they have a lot of workload as well uh, don't get me wrong they do work hard I, I, I do think they, they work really hard but um, the difference here is that in the national curriculum you get really pressured to get high scores. So basically everything there is just scores, 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 and scores. And it's actually pretty frustrating for me who, well, I do try my best, but I get quite um, the minimal scores, I would say. I, will, I didn't get too well. 
um, on my exams, and that's actually a problem, and I should actually study more. I should be studying now, but I'm making this podcast for you guys. <laughs> um, continuing, uh, yeah, those exams are very pressuring. It's very pressuring for people who are doing the national curriculum to get uh, to get high scores, and that's actually a problem and something that... Um, the government should actually fix because the curriculum I mean like the things you learn in school basically they are related to like the environment around you but the only problem is that it doesn't really focuses on practical exam like IB does like it should do half and half half for practical exams and half for paper and test exams but what we do here is basically just a lot of paper exams there are occasional um, group projects or examin- uh, practical examinations, but it's just really rare. Like, you just get paper tests most of the time. And I know that we're in a pandemic right now, but we still can do a lot of group projects or um, things that doesn't have to be about, you know, remembering theories and remembering this equation, remembering this... Um, uh, this formula or knowing uh, what the function of a bacteria is or how a bacteria reproduces everything like it doesn't always have to be about memorizing and that actually kind of bothers me as to how uh, as to how much I have to remember and and like open up space for memory just to learn like it's really frustrating and it's very tiring for your mind to remember things and like study for such long periods of hours there are, there are breaks but the 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 studying sessions are very intense and it kind of not kind of it really exhausts me and other students and some of my friends in my current school as of right now it is very tiring i have to tell you so that's kind of what the national curriculum looks uh, in my eyes as for now because I have only experienced it only for a little bit and I haven't um, you know experienced it like I've experienced IB so I can't say much about it I can't really say much about it but that's what it looks like to me the first impression is is already bad for me I I don't know how people who are in the national curriculum before survives this because it is very very exhausting and tiring and pressuring and i i kind of get how many people complain because of the curriculum and i guess that's something the government the government needs to take care of it's very frustrating and exhausting so then um i would like to compare both of these curriculums and i know that these curriculums have their own flaws like uh yeah, we'll discuss the flaws first. For, so first of all, um, for the IB curriculum, the flaws in there is that um, there's not a lot of discipline there. Like, it's too um, laid back. I would have to say, yeah. the 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 style of learning, I actually enjoy the style of learning there. It's really nice. However, it is sometimes a little laid back. So. When other students in other schools are learning this, we're still learning another topic from uh, like ages ago. 
and it was it's just pretty late and pretty laid back and it's too the, the students seem too relaxing while uh the other students in other schools are, le- are learning other topics further topics that are uh, more complex now um it's out that these uh, IV students don't work hard. They have a lot of workload. I have to tell you that, but um, it's just that uh, they they're more to going in depth to the topic they're in, and that that's not saying that that's bad. But however, it also has a side effect. It's a like a minor setback that um, it kind of makes the lesson more inefficient as to um catching up with all the other materials in the in the academic year and that is actually pretty bad because then you would have less time for other for for the other materials in the academic year and you would then have a hard time doing the summative for the other topics yeah and that's basically what's uh, what's kind of wrong in the IB curriculum? It's just that the deadlines aren't too strict, and it might be um, pushed back a little, or maybe pushed back for weeks, and that's uh, it's not really good for students who are going to be um, the lead, the next leaders of this generation. I think that uh, the discipline there needs to be put out. The, the discipline needs to jump out in them and I think that's really important um, since I have talked about the flaws of the national curriculum which is having too much test and paper tests and too much memorizing I will then go to the well to the affirmative uh, to the positive side of the um, of the national curriculum and that is that of course it's the opposite of the uh, IB curriculum which is basically having more discipline and that's that's actually really nice for me. That that's the one thing I'd have to say that it's a, it's a benefit for me, uh, for students to go inside the national curriculum because then you'd be more disciplined, you'd be more punctual, and you'd be more. I wouldn't say obedient, but you would follow the rules more. Yeah, you'd be fo- you'd follow the l- rules more, and you'd be more disciplined. And that's because um, the deadlines are strict there. So if you don't uh, submit a task, then you get zero. If you uh, don't join this certain tests, you're going to get zero. Of course, unless you have something that actually um, that actually uh, kind of blocks you from, from attending the class and doing the exam, then you may report to, the, to a teacher that's in charge or, yeah, to the, to the moderator. We have a moderator in my school, and the moderator basically um, uh, takes reports or yeah, take, takes reports and um, messages from students who are in are having trouble. And like for example, one student has a blackout and can't enter the class, then they would report to the moderator to report that uh, and and answer or give a reason as to why they cannot. Um, join the lesson and I think that's a that's a really good additional um, feature to uh, my my school although not all uh, schools that are using the national curriculum are like that but it's a it's a nice additional thing to my school that's what it's one of the things that I like because there my school is pretty prepared for urgent uh, urgent uh, sudden things so 
That's actually really nice. So to compare both of these uh, curriculums, I'll, I wouldn't really pick one of these, but I'd rather have a, uh, a mixture of both of these curriculums. So I would take the discipline and functionality of the national curriculum and, uh, and, submitting, de and submitting homeworks and deadlines and everything and like the efficiency of the lesson and I would take the, uh, the teaching style of um, international schools or IB schools in general because I actually enjoy uh, those kind of um, those kinds of uh, uh, learning styles so that would be my opinions of the curriculums that are in Indonesia or the ones that I've um, currently experience of course experiencing both curriculums well it's 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 worth it and it's something that I think people should experience to know the flaws and to know the advantages of both of these uh, curriculums are actually pretty essential and that could actually um, well both of these curriculums can help you in some way. The IB curriculum uh, kind of takes you to an adventure where you have to use your critical thinking and the national curriculum requires you to have uh, more of a disciplinary attitude and a and makes you into a punctual person. And th I, I think that's really good. That's really good. Both of these curriculums are really great. But of course, they have their own flaws, and we need to talk about them. Of course, it's not some something that I can you know, or we can ignore as students. Of course, um, as a student myself, it's uh, it's quite a pleasure to experience both of these curriculums uh, with all of their um, with all of their benefits uh, that I can gain from them. So that will be it for the first episode of chat a station and please do bear in mind that i am a very very um new podcaster i have not done podcasting but since uh but since quarantine started i don't really have anything to do of course except schoolwork but i don't really have much time to do my hobbies well my hobbies they're not exactly something I would do when I'm learning. So I would then try to find a hobby in which it is beneficial and something that I actually enjoy. And this is this is what I like to do. I like talking. I like speaking about topics that are interesting. And this would be what I would be doing as I'm doing... Uh, school and doing my homeworks and uh, continuing life in quarantine in general basically of course until um, the schools open up and uh, someone finds the vaccine and we all get out of quarantine and do our own thing I can't I really can't wait for that day and just to meet my friends and join school of course um, the national curriculum that I currently don't really enjoy due to the learning style. I hope to enjoy when I come to school physically. 
because then uh, I can actually um, ask the, the teacher um, questions more clearly because of course there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of uh, major issues uh, in having classes online which one of them is of course the internet connection for the teachers I have okay internet connection I can I can still watch YouTube and uh, do my online classes. Of course, that is not what I do. I'm not saying that's what I do, but uh, just to give a picture of how good my internet is, I have good internet connection. But it's just, of course, the teachers sometimes are yeah they have um, a rather bad internet connection and the delayed uh the delayed audio that goes that goes through my Google Meet class is quite a problem. So that'll be probably one of the things I'd be I'd be glad about when coming to school physically. And also because the humongous number of students in one class. I have about seventy students in my class and they're actually a combination of my class and another class, which I'm not really glad about because I would just uh prefer to have a private a private kind of uh classroom with just my class. My class is about 30 people, and that's actually an okay amount considering uh, the number of students in, the, in my school. So, yeah, I guess learning on-site uh, would something I'd be anticipating when quarantine is over and schools open up. And then I can ask the teachers questions more personally, and then I would actually understand more. Oh, my God. Because... Uh, no, online classes are no for me. I would rather go to school. Of course, it's nice to feel at home while you're doing your homework or while you're um while you're, while you're in class and learning, but I I just can't focus when I'm home. That's just the one thing that I hate about online classes. I can't focus. I'm too comfortable here. And then I can meet. I can actually have um quality time with my friends because we've just been calling in Discord and I really want to get to know them because they're new. I don't really know them, but I am getting to know them, and it will be pretty nice if we could get closer. And I hope you enjoy the first episode of Chat A Station. This is your host, Eddie, and I'll be seeing you in the next episode. Thank you for listening.